0: good weekend, uh, a good long weekend, because it's Juneteenth. I have Juneteenth off from work. And that's...
1: It's a new federal holiday.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if I celebrated it. I don't know if "celebrated" is the right word. I don't know if I honored it correctly by, you know, going to Trader Joe's. But uh, I'm glad that people are acknowledging that part of history, at least. And they didn't for so much of our lives. Or at least white people didn't. Yeah, Um,
1: we should, yeah, I was going to, like, we should maybe, like, support black-owned businesses, make some recipes.
0: Yeah, I should have, like, maybe we can order dinner tonight from, I don't know, a black-owned restaurant.
1: Nearby, okay. But, yeah, we've been doing a lot of uh, housework, too, a lot of home projects. Yeah,
0: because we're kind of like Marshall and Lily. Yeah, uh, in this episode, we'll get to that later. If you don't know the show, this is a podcast where we watch an episode of Friends and an episode of How I Met Your Mother uh, every week and uh, discuss, compare and contrast. We're on th- season three, episode seven. Season three, episode seven of Friends is called The One with the Race Car Bed and season three, episode seven of How I Met Your Mother is called Dois a Tripla. And Dois a Tripla we'll put a pin in and come back to later. Let's start by talking about season three, episode seven of Friends, which again is called The One with the Race Car Bed take it away <laughs> I will I will take it away uh, first I'm gonna uh, take the collar off our noisy dog yeah
1: she's a problem
0: yeah she wants attention she's like why are you giving attention to those microphones um, so we get uh, I, I always like when friends does an op- like a cold open that is like essentially a standalone Little, it has nothing to do really with the plot right. like it's just they're at the perk Ross is talking about dinosaurs, yeah, and we get this little, like, what everyone is thinking.
1: Yeah, we get, like, an internal dialogue. Uh,
0: Yeah, and so Rachel's, like, you know, she's in love with him, so she's like, I like that he's so passionate or whatever. And then Monica's like, I wish these stories would go extinct or whatever. Yeah, Chandler's thinking about superheroes. Uh, This is where, I know this is a... This is the first of a, like...
1: It's a friend's first.
0: Yeah, this is where we find out that Gunther is pining for Rachel. Yeah. Which I understand is a thing going yeah. forward. Yeah. Uh, so we get Gunther's, uh, and then Joey's doing... Is he doing the Odd Couple theme? Is that what that was?
1: I don't know what that is.
0: Um, no, that's not the Odd Couple theme. What 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 is that song?
1: I don't know, it just... Maybe I don't know. It's call to action, listeners. Yeah, Let listeners. Us know.
0: I'm sure I could like Google it. Like, what is Joey humming and the one with the race car? No, bed. I
1: want someone to tell us.
0: Um, okay.
1: Do you think someone will?
0: Yes, I do. Okay.
1: Um, oh, but the funny, the funny yeah, part ahead. of that is that so we're all hearing their internal dialogues, um, but. Phoebe and Joey are so in sync that she hears his. And yeah, and like, she's like, "Is someone what's that singing?" Song? Yeah. yeah, it's
0: not the Odd Couple theme. I looked it up, but okay, it's it's Baby Elephant Walk, do, oh, do, do, do,
1: do, okay. do, which
0: I knew I recognized. Okay. You're right. Yeah, I think I was thinking the Odd Couple theme because it wasn't there. An episode in like season one where they're all like sitting around the perk, not talking, like they're reading magazines, and like Ross is doing a crossword or something, and they all start like humming the odd couple theme together wasn't that a a, a thing that happened yeah
1: that sounds
0: right all right um here's i i want to take a moment to talk we're you know seven episodes into the third season of this show we've never really talked about the opening titles and like what everyone's doing in the fountain Mm -hmm. (laughs) i think like i tend to like be looking at my notes during that part Uh in this episode i really like watched and yeah. like everyone has their own little like bit
1: antic yeah
0: yeah and I, i'm trying to think what all of them are it's like rachel i think her bit is that she like did she bring bread to feed ducks but there aren't ducks so mm-hmm. she's just she eating starts the bread to eat the
1: bread <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah um Chandler is like pretending to be like the fountain right
1: yeah is he actually did he does he drink fountain water
0: <laughs> i'm guessing they cleaned and replaced that water because also ross is also like fully submerged in the water and then, like, pops his head up up. and, like, smiles at the camera. Um, I'm trying to remember what else everyone else is doing.
1: I know they're, like, kicking water.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But everyone has their own little, like, thing. I should have made a better note of it. Um,
1: Yeah. I'll pay more attention next time. I've seen it so many times. It's just, like, background. I'm not, like. Or is
0: Joey the one who spits water? And then Chandler's thing is that, like, he's trying to get the fountain to. Come on, and whatever, and it won't come on. Yeah, something like that. But like I can't remember movie. at all what Monica and Phoebe are doing.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can't. I can't picture it.
0: But anyway, it's very fun. I wish. Um, I don't know. I'm I, like I'm probably repeating myself, but I I miss shows have like full title sequences. Mm-hmm. You know, you and I. We're recently watching Bridgerton, and Bridgerton has this kind of cool title sequence, but it's only on the first episode of each season. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Glow did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Glow had a cool like this is a Netflix thing, or like. But I like that BoJack Horseman like not is only it, has a full right. title sequence, but it like changes over the show to sort of like reflect what's going on. Like yeah. I'm like I'm rewatching the show when you get into season three, which is at the end of season two. BoJack buys a boat, you know. And yeah. so, in season three, whenever you get to the shot at the end of like Bojack's house, there's a boat in the driveway.
1: Right. <laughs> and I, yeah. I love
0: the I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, that detail. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, so then when the when the episode starts properly, we're at Monica and Rachel's. Everyone's there, including Janice, who is like essentially part of the gang at this point, which I yeah. love. Yeah. Um, and they're watching uh, Happy Days. Hmm. Because that's what the friends do, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then a, uh, a commercial comes on for Janice's soon-to-be ex-husband's mattress store, mm-hmm. and um, uh, yeah, so everyone's like boo because like they all they're all team Janice now. I love it. I'm very happy that everyone loves Janice now.
1: Yeah, and they're not trying to break them up anymore. Yeah,
0: yeah. She's a she's a part of the group, and yeah. and. Um, Yeah, she's just got the cutest voice, and I just, like, uh, uh, I love Janice. (laughs) Yeah. More Um, to
1: come on that.
0: Yeah, we'll get get back to that. Uh, Yeah, uh, this episode really took me on a ride. Um, Back at the perk the next day, we find out that uh, Rachel has made plans for her and Ross to go to uh, dinner with her dad. Yeah. Which is, like, I know this isn't the point like the point is he doesn't want to go to dinner with the dad but i feel like this thing of like if you're in a like people in a in a relationship like making plans for the other person without like let me check with ross let me Mm -hmm. see what his schedule is like that's fucked up
1: you gotta get that shared calendar
0: (laughs) yeah they need a shared google calendar
1: but also like even though we share a calendar we often will we won't like spring something on the other we'll talk about no, it no, and then yeah. put it on the calendar in a funny way to make
0: to make the other person laugh yeah yeah, yeah. um so anyway so so now Ross has got to go to de- dinner with uh, Rachel's dad um we find out that Joey got a job teaching uh acting for soap operas mm-hmm. at like a Some sort of continuing education. Yeah, Yeah, like learning annex. And Monica, we find out that even though everyone hates the mattress king, or whatever he's called, that's what it is, right? Mattress king? Yeah. She's blown away by
1: these prices.
0: Yeah, so she she takes Phoebe along with her to go buy a new mattress. Yeah. Um, It's a funny scene. Like, we see that, like, the mattress king thing is, like, taken literally because, like, the, like, Salespeople that are dressed up as like jesters and yeah. like maidens fair and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, and then Joey, we see Joey actually when, teaching the class. We'll, when, go when ahead. When we
1: see like the the shot of the mattress store from the outside, it's called Bed Central, <laughs> which is funny. Oh my gosh,
0: that's so funny! I didn't yeah. even. Uh, pay attention to that because I was paying attention to other interstitial outdoor shots like the one of the World Trade Center, which I always, uh, always notice. Um, So then after Joey teaches his first class, he comes over to Monica and Rachel's. They're not home, but Phoebe's home. So he's like talking with her about how much he loves teaching. And um, he gets to say, uh, he talks about he likes saying things like, hey the bell doesn't dismiss you i dismiss you yeah. which that struck a nerve with me because as a kid i as a student i did not feel that way i was like no the bell dismisses me and i had one teacher in particular who would get so mad at me if yeah. he noticed me packing up yeah. a minute or two before i knew the bell was going to go off
1: yeah imagine but that's- living your life guided by a by an alarm.
0: Yeah, that's what I do.
1: I can't fathom yeah. <laughs> why that would be. But I always, I was but, the but like. But that's that, a, like,
0: uh, I, I guess, I, to me, I think a teacher who says something like, hey, the bell doesn't dismiss you, I, didn't, I dismiss you, is like, grow some thinner skin, man. People are in the class because they have to be, and they get to leave when the bell rings. It's not personal.
1: I feel like sometimes it's rude, though, when, like, you know, that it's, uh, you know, like two minutes until everyone's looking at the clock, and then, like, Folding up their trapper keepers. Yeah, that's what I would do. But I feel like sometimes it's like rude. Like, okay, yes, we're we all know what we're here for. Just sit there because it's. I don't know. I feel like.
0: I guess I see what you're saying, but as a kid, it's not like it's not like this person has invited me over to their classroom for a chat and a meal. Like,
1: but this it's is just we're all
0: on the same schedule,
1: right? But and like, I have
0: four minutes, right? In middle school, I have four minutes to get to my next class. If I need to go to my locker, or if I need to go to the bathroom between then, every second counts.
1: I understand that, but if you're a good teacher and you care about your job and you're taking the profession seriously, that would be like just such a
0: I Can't believe you're on the man's side on this.
1: Of a teacher, sometimes a teacher is not the man. From
0: a student's point of view, the teacher is the man.
1: But you're a kid, so we're not like, we don't have the student's point of view.
0: I do. I've been a student.
1: Teachers are hard workers and are very underpaid.
0: I totally agree with that.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm just saying it's like don't don't take it personally if your students want to get out of your class, uh, right?
1: Listeners, let us know what side you're on: <laughs> the student or the teacher.
0: No, but you actually you bring up a really good point. I should like teachers. teachers do are not the amazing man. work. Yeah. They're not the man. They don't get paid in a just society. They would be paid more like doctors are paid. Um, and it would be a very highly sought after yeah. r- role because it's so important. Yeah. And it, I understand it's truly important, but I, I guess I'm just saying there are parts of me that are still stuck in like middle school and high school where I'm like, oh, homework sucks. Like I still have that like point hate of view. math. Yeah, that's who that's I am. you. I'm <laughs> like Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. Math sucks.
1: Yeah.
0: Isn't that a Jimmy Buffett song? I think it is. <laughs> so the one way I'm like Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. I guess I like cheeseburgers.
1: And you love Margaritaville.
0: Well, I liked when there was the Margaritaville Casino in Las Vegas. Vegas. There's not anymore. There's still the Margaritaville restaurant, but they got rid of that part. It's just more of the Flamingo now. It used to be its own little mini casino in the Flamingo. um, Well, now
1: it's like the bird...
0: The bar that used to be the five o'clock summer bar is now the bird bar because they have bird cages all over. But it doesn't have the five o'clock summer bar in Vegas was so fun because there were like nickel beers at 5 p.m. every day. Yeah. And if you were hanging out at the bar, you would see like the bartender's. The time before 5 p.m. just start filling up classes because they knew everyone was going to yeah. come like.
1: And there was that one bartender there we always talked to. Who, he like, still works
0: there. Who a did like all kinds of like fancy like
1: cocktail style, like fling them ups and yeah. throw yeah. arounds.
0: Yeah. So I apologize to any teachers listening that I still have the bratty student mentality. Yeah. <laughs>
1: sure.
0: Um. Okay. What was I gonna say? And okay, so <laughs> Joey also has an audition. He's gonna play a boxer. Turns out Phoebe knows how to box for a reason like a reason that is supposed to be funny, but is like very sad and scary. Very dark, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but her having to fight off men at the when she was staying at the YMCA.
1: Who weren't acting very Christian like Yeah.
0: Oof. um and she punches him in the nose and his nose starts bleeding. So because of that, they don't even notice that when the mattress arrives, Phoebe just sort of signs for it, makes up a middle name. <laughs> but the,
1: the guy who delivers it even <laughs> goes, he, like, that leans into right. it. Hear ye, yeah. hear ye. Your mattress has arrived.
0: Yeah. Um, so they didn't even notice that they sent the wrong bed. Yeah. They sent the little kid's race car bed, which was something I didn't mention at the store that Phoebe, like... Saw a kid on the race car bed and made some joke about, in England, that bed would be on the other side of the store. wasn't a great joke.
1: No. Um, Also, if you're expecting a big furniture item, they give you a window and, like, you're usually home and, like, orchestrate the delivery and where it goes and the setup. Yeah,
0: Monica shouldn't be taken by surprise. Monica shouldn't
1: be, like, she should have arranged to be home during the window of delivery.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Um
1: But then Phoebe wouldn't sign hilariously as Monica Falula.
0: <laughs> Falula Geller. Um Okay, so uh Ross and Rachel go to dinner with her dad. He's once again played by Ron Liebman, who played him uh before in the one with the two parties, right? Right, yeah. Um he's still, still a uh,
1: dick.
0: He's still yeah, he still loves his boat, and he's very sad that his boat has 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 rust which is boat cancer and then like ross makes a joke about losing a bike to like to cancer or whatever and it's very like dr green does not like the joke but it's like cute that rachel likes it but has to like hide that she thinks it's funny yeah um uh but then at the end of the dinner so dr green doesn't like ross but at the end of the dinner ross uh here okay we'll get into some more questions of etiquette here it turns out dr green is a bad tipper yeah and they tipped like four percent, which is awful. Yeah. But also, Ross shouldn't have looked. Right. Yeah.
1: It's weird that he looked.
0: That's bad etiquette too. Yeah. Like, because I've definitely been in situations where someone else is paying, and I am like, I hope they tipped well, but I have to be like,
1: it's not my. It's, I'm yeah. not paying. Yep.
0: Like, yeah. Uh, you you just you can't look. So Ross shouldn't have looked, but he looks, and then he tries to fix the tip. Uh, like Larry David did. I'll look if it's <laughs> um, just like
1: us. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, I try not to even do that, too, because you've said that you have said that you feel like I'm, like, Judge checking you. on you to make making sure you. Yeah. Leave it. So I've stopped doing it. I've stopped looking even when if you're paying. I've stopped But we've both
1: established, like, no matter what. And, like, oh, excuse me. <clears throat> uh, Ross even says, like, I tip 20% even if there's a bug in my food. Yeah. And we're the same.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think he says 15%. That was, this was 20-something years right, ago. Right. We're 20% minimum tippers. I noticed um, uh, last night you and I went um, out to a, like a bar and had dinner. And um, they give you the little, like, hey, if you want to tip 15%, it's this. 20% mm-hmm. it's this. 25% it's this. But I realized that that's because you and I have said before that we both believe you tip on 20% after tax. Mm-hmm. And I realized I was looking at the at the thing, and I was like, "That's not twenty percent." I realized they were doing it pre tax. So I, not to toot my own horn, but I, I did yeah. actual twenty percent. Um,
1: I've definitely been in a situation where it's like at a bar, and we're like a friend and I are getting food, so we're doing like a split check, and I will overcompensate when I see the other. So under- you are compens- looking. I mean, if it's right in front of me, it's but hard I'm saying I go to. out of
0: my way not to look.
1: But if it's, we're each given the thing, like right in front, they don't even know maybe who's it. You know, they just like split it and I see. So yeah, I guess I do look. Particularly, I have some friends who are.
0: Bad tippers.
1: Who are Dr. Uh, Dr. Greens. Dr. Greens in this case. Four percenters. So I will overcompensate because the same bartender is serving both of us, you know? Yeah. So I'll do a little bit more.
0: Uh, okay, so after that, we're back at. Ju-
1: <laughs> I just thought of another thing. <laughs> go ahead. Um, someone like posted. I don't know if it was like a tweet that was like reposted, but it was like when you go to like a store, or restaurant, and you see like um, like a tablet at the register. You know, you're gonna tip some tip for something <laughs> that like normally you would never tip.
0: Yeah, but I love that because like- there's
1: always gonna be a tipping option, like no matter what.
0: Yeah, but I say if there's if there's, if there's, an there's an a option, tipping option, yeah. I will tip. Yeah. I, I don't know, like I'm. I, I know, like there are things that are bad about this, but I'm very much like a no cash person. I almost never have cash on me unless I've gotten cash out, yeah, because I know I'm going to need it for a specific thing. I almost never have cash on me, which I know is bad. Um, but uh, but I do feel bad sometimes. I'm in a store where they don't have like the tip thing on the touchpad, but there's like a tip jar, but I don't have. I yeah. don't have anything to put in there. Yeah. I should, like, get back to Keep carrying cash yeah. because, like, there are tips tip, or if, like, someone on the street needs some money, I should have yep. money. But I'm very much, uh, I almost never have any cash on me at all, ever. Yeah. And I probably should. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. So, Joey's back teaching his class and he's giving all <laughs> these, like, uh, very <laughs> practical acting tips about, yeah. like, how to pretend to cry, what sort of face you make if you're supposed to be, like coming up with a mean, or you know, a dastardly plot or yeah. if you're like, you've gotten bad news or whatever. And it's very funny because like throughout the like, the rest of the scene we end up seeing him like do some of these things which yeah. is very funny. And we've
1: already seen the joke when he like the smells smell a fart. fart. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, uh, and, but then a, a, a student comes up to him after uh, to ask for, for some so, some tips because he's got an audition, and it turns out it's uh, the same audition that Joey has, the yeah. the, the, the boxer character. And this um, actor, Joey Student, is played by an actor named Khalil Kane, whom I recognized immediately because, through no fault of his own, he's a good actor, but he is in maybe my least favorite episode of Angel. I uh, no, don't <laughs> um,
1: remember him.
0: Do you remember the episode? Of, so you remember, uh, you've, we've watched Angel a few a couple, through a couple times. You remember that the character Gun Jagger's Richard's mm-hmm. character used to be a part of like a street team yeah. of like vampire killers. Yes, and then he's like moved on to just working with Angel Investigations. Yeah. So there's an episode where we find out like oh, there's like a new leader of that of Gun's old old gang.
1: Okay,
0: and he's like kind of a psychopath, and he oh, okay. comes back and he holds. Uh, what's Lauren's uh, club? called anyway he holds everybody hot hostage at Lawrence club do you remember that yeah it's a terrible episode yeah um because it just feels like it's so trying to be like you know the yeah yeah the, yeah, the gritties like 90s yeah. la like mm-hmm. south central you know don't be a menace, yeah. menace not don't be a menace that's the joke yeah. <laughs> the menace society south central type of the thing it's a very yeah cringy in today's words yes. episode that's not khalil kane's fault he's a good actor it's Just a bad episode um Despite the fact that Rachel liked Ross's bike joke, they're still kind of fighting. Um, uh, she's upset with how he treated her. She's um, saying we have to invite him to brunch tomorrow morning to make this up, you know. And I thought that, like, my 2020s, like, brain was like, I thought they were going to go to brunch. But invite him to brunch means have him over and prepare way too much food. A we'll A bagel
1: spread. Yeah. Props to the
0: props to Yeah. But uh, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, there's a... Caritas. Um, what's caritas? caritas? Oh, Caritas. Caritas. Caritas is Lauren's, yep, that's Lauren's club, Caritas. Yeah. Um, caritas. Uh, all right, so, but the, what the, the the important thing about this scene about Ross and Rachel, you know, uh, is that Rachel says something about Ross because Ross has hurt his neck and Rachel, Rachel says something about you should go to the chiropractor and he's and he makes some joke about like i don't want to go to someone who couldn't get into medical school, medical school or something and that like uh, as much as i hate to be Ross in any situation you that's very, very much you and me yeah cuz i've never been to a ch- chiropractor it sounds like when you say you should go to a chiropractor it sounds like you should go get your palms read that's that's what it that's what i think that's like that you that's the and level Ross of have a lot in <laughs> that's how much i take the chiropractic but if practice, it, Whether seriously? or not you
1: think it's bogus or hokum, like, if it works and helps people, then why dismiss it?
0: Uh, yeah, I guess you're and right. And also, but
1: like, because of my back. It doesn't
0: hurt anyone. It doesn't hurt
1: saying. anyone, and actually, like, I swear by a chiropractor. Yeah. And I need an alignment every once in a while, believe it or not.
0: Okay. Um... So, uh, Monica finally sees the car. I feel like this storyline didn't pay off that well. It's called the one with the race car bed, but it just kind of like... I fizzled th- out. Yeah, it just kind of yeah. fizzled out. But, her, but Monica sees the car and she she freaks out. They try to convince Chandler that this has always been her bed, yeah. which is weird that Chandler's so familiar with her bedroom. And why yet. was she
1: so embarrassed to say, like, oh, like Phoebe signed for the wrong bed? Yeah. Like, why is that an yeah. embarrassment?
0: Yeah. Not great. Yeah. Um... Uh, Joey decides to sabotage uh, Khalil Kane's Ugh. character's chances at getting the the part as a boxer by advising him to play it uh, super gay, in his words. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um,
1: but it backfires. It plan. backfires. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Um, what doesn't backfire is the brunch plan because Ross and Doctor Green end up getting along like gangbusters. By, by criticizing Rachel yeah. together,
1: which is a Seinfeld storyline, it was very much like oh, like do, when George Elaine and, and Elaine, George yeah. like end up bonding over like the only thing they can Jerry. talk about
0: is yeah, me way <laughs> like Jerry gargles and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, um, uh, yeah so that's a a, a a fun scene. Yeah, Joey's plan also back backfires. The mattress king is like, it is not in their interest to be so stubborn about not accepting returns. Joey goes back to the Mattress King with Monica to try and get to try and return the race car bed and they're like nope, you signed for it. Like, no store actually no. has this policy. No. You, like, Especially in the, I guess now in the age of like Yelp reviews and yeah. stuff like, yeah. you'd go out of business uh, <clears throat> yeah. being so stubborn. Um, I mean, I, ima- I have to imagine the bed that Monica bought
1: is more It was, more it was yeah. a
0: nicer bed yeah. than the race car bed. Yeah. So, like... It seems like they're losing a good customer there. Um, I don't know. I don't run a mattress store. But what this leads to is this episode broke my heart. Because mm-hmm. you and I have, like, we love Janice. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this was coming. Joey decides to try and storm back into the office to confront the mattress king himself. And he finds that Janice is apparently uh, getting back together with her husband.
1: Well, she's just, they're just making out.
0: Yeah. Well, it's just, it's heartbreaking. You hate to see it. You hate to see it, because I I love Janice. Even though, like, I do think, like, Janice is probably too good for Chandler. Like, I do, I think Chandler's a nicer guy than the Mattress Man, probably. Um,
1: Yeah.
0: But Chandler's also just, like, I don't know, I hate to say, like, He's so immature. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean in like the cute, like I'm thinking about superheroes way. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, I think they've done a good job of selling that like Chandler is truly deeply inexperienced with women. Yeah. And, and there's a part of me that like, I feel like as much as I love Janice, I hate that she has to like <clears throat> spend her time, you know, educating a man on how to be a partner.
1: Well, she's probably, she's a, uh, divorcee, single mom. Yeah. People
0: are, yeah, yeah, I think. Yeah, so she's uh, making out with her ex-husband. It seems like, based on her reaction, it seems like this is not something that's been ongoing.
1: Right. This but is like a says, new thing. Oh, my <laughs> yeah.
0: God. Yeah. Uh, and then we get a tag at the end. Of, so, anyway, i know. heartbreaking about that. And then we get a tag at the end of Chandler, who doesn't know what's awaiting him. He doesn't know the fucking sort of Damocles, is uh, dangly dangling his head. Uh, he's playing around like a little kid, just like the little kid was at the mattress store. He's playing around on the race car the bed. Race car yeah, bed. and then it just very suddenly ends. That's yeah. the end of the episode. Yeah. Did you have any of the stray observations on this episode before we move on to funniest moments?
1: Um, well, this is kind of along the props for the props department. Um, they do the uh, classic thing, and it was more jarring in this episode of the empty coffee cups. Um, in the opening scene when like Gunther gave everyone their coffees and they were drinking them. You can see the whole cup and they were completely empty. (laughs) Um, Gilmore Girls famously did this all the time where they always had coffee and it was so evident that it's an empty cup. And at this point it's just kind of like one of those things. But you'd think there'd at least be like water in the cup just to give it some weight.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, But yeah, they do this poorly (laughs) in this scene. (laughs) Um, um, um. Yeah, that's it. Oh, uh,
0: yeah, that's it. Um. Okay, let's move on to friend's funniest moments and, and let's uh, settle in because I've got so many because okay. this was a very funny episode. I'm going to say, I'll just start chronologically and go the first thing that really made me laugh is the Mattress King commercial yes, where he's yes. working the fact that he's getting depressed into his commercials yeah. and he says, I'm so depressed I'm going to slash my prices. Yeah. Kind of a dark joke for
1: very much but very, very effective. Yeah. Funny. Um I don't remember in what context, but Phoebe uh I think it's in the opening uh, the at the perk they're like saying facts about themselves or what they can't do, and Phoebe says, I can't say croissant. Oh my god. <laughs> yes, <laughs> she points to somebody, herself.
0: Yeah, no, it's um Chandler says that he could never be an actor because he can't say gig.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. And she said, I can't say croissant. <gasps> oh, my God. Yeah. She surprises herself.
0: <laughs> yeah. She had a couple of just, that was also on my list. Yeah. But this one isn't on my list, so I'm going to say two. Uh, but I also liked her. She's like scolding Monica for wanting to buy from the mat- Mattress King. And then she lays down on the mattress. And again, she says, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. Lisa Kudrow's got a very funny, oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, but that's not my, my pick. My pick, and this might be the single funniest thing that happened in the episode, which no, is not wrong. even a, a spoken line. <laughs> it's Joey, when he's teaching the class, yeah. Yeah, yeah. writing his name on the chalkboard. And yeah. as his very long name goes on, he's, like, looking over his shoulder to look at the at the students. And so his name kind of, like... Turns down, yeah. like as it goes along, but then he underlines it,
1: or he thinks he underlines it. <laughs> he thinks it. he
0: underlines it, re- so he draws a line straight through his last name.
1: Yeah, it was very funny, <laughs> and that was on mine as well. Uh,
0: uh, you have any other others?
1: Oh, we already talked about the bell doesn't dismiss you. I dismiss you. We talked about that. Yeah, he made uh, me I, feel.
0: Now I feel like a jerk for being like anti-teacher.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm like a real, uh, I don't know, Republican. Um, right. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, also, I should say. By the oh. way, this episode. Um, I want to. I, I want to call out that this episode was directed by Gail Mancuso. She's done a lot of uh, TV and and and, and stuff, uh, but this episode was a particularly well directed one. So I wanted to call that out. Uh, you have other funniest moments. Um,
1: yeah. Um, Rachel at dinner was talking about um, like she knew her dad was a bad tipper and she's tried to comment on it, but it's pointless. Mm-hmm. And then. Ross is like, Well, you're a waitress. Like, you should be more offended. She's like, Yeah, but I give him the sneezers. And <laughs> yeah, then if, if,
0: this, if this happened to yeah. me, I'd give him a sneezer. And Ross yeah. is
1: like, Do you actually do that? And she's like, No. Like, it's <laughs> clear says, well, that she. Well, I need, don't. Yeah. Yeah. So she does give him sneezers.
0: Um, well, my, my next one, I have two more. My next one is also at the dinner when uh, Dr. Green is talking about how the restaurant they're at is. um. Known for lobster, and he says, what do you say? Should I just order three? And Ross says, yeah, if you're really hungry. Yeah. (laughs) I love Ross just, like, making cute jokes to try to, like, endear himself to Dr. Green, but it's only making it worse and worse. And then the last thing is on the physical thing, (laughs) when, I can't remember who is it that first uh, uh, comes home after... Uh, oh, it's Ross and Rachel come home from the dinner right after they've talked about the chiropractor or whatever. Um, and Phoebe is still in the apartment, she, like, and she's so antsy, like, she's just, like...
1: Doesn't know what to do with herself, she, she, like,
0: yeah. So I imagine for hours she's just been standing in the kitchen going, like, oh, like, dancing back and forth from one foot to the other. It was a very funny uh, yeah. physical thing. Uh, should, we, should we move on to Friends, but Make It Fashion? Yes. Well, sticking with that same scene, well, that from the dinner scene into that scene, Rachel has like a cream colored suit and a matching sweater that turns out to be a tank sweater when she takes off the jacket. Yeah. I thought it was cool.
1: I didn't like this outfit. It was right. like two, one, one note. All right. But I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. Um, I liked in the scene that they're um, watching the um, Mattress King commercial. Um, Monica has some high orange boots. I don't know if okay. you noticed them. And I'm, I'm normally one to talk shit about boots. I know, on yeah. Shows, on on how Your mother you don't like? The, you don't.
0: I like actually the like boots. these boots. And we got plenty of boots on how Your mother. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Um, my next one is uh, the scene where Monica sees the bed, and then the following scene in the perk, she's got like a long sleeve green like polyester blouse. Mm-hmm. Was, uh, I don't know, it was satin, but it looked thicker like polyester. Okay. But it was cool. Yeah. Um, she I- looked like. Uh, um, It was very '90s in the sense it reminded me, in a female way, of like pre-shaved head Billy Corgan used to always wear like long sleeve polyester shirts with like big collars. Uh Do you remember like in the Today video and stuff like that? Yeah. So it reminded me of like a pre-pre skinhead. You know, he's a skinhead. Pre chrome (laughs) dome Billy Corgan. Right.
1: Um, I like Rachel in a turtleneck. Um, Yeah, she looks great. This was the scene where um, they were having brunch. The brunch scene.
0: Well, uh, my final one is at that brunch scene. Doctor Green is wearing a uh, plaid sport coat, but it's a very like hmm. subtle, like a muted color plaid. It's hmm. like a formal plaid almost. It's a, it, it like sort of uh, straddles that line between like in, informal and formal. It's a good good jacket. What um, are you laughing at?
1: I forgot about one of the funniest lines. Okay, um, it was when um, so um, Doctor Green refers to ross as wethead and then when he shows up for brunch um he says what you swim here <laughs> which i think it's very funny because <laughs> his hair is always like greased up
0: yeah uh yeah he says like nice hair would you would did you swim here and then rachel's like what he said he liked your hair and he just wanted to know how you got here <laughs>
1: yeah
0: yeah <laughs> uh did you have any uh, running joke motifs foreshadowing and mean, things like that
1: did uh, you notice? We I mean we talked about Gunther's love for Rachel, yep. um watching um TV shows, commenting watching on old TV shows, shows. Yeah. Um homophobia yeah. sprinkled in.
0: Yeah. Also I wrote too much breakfast.
1: Not enough breakfast. <laughs> I say.
0: <laughs> They're always making preparing it's it's sort three people like
1: they love a bagel spread. They love a schmear. How
0: many bagels do you think Rachel and Monica eat per breakfast, like per day?
1: They probably eat like a quarter of a bagel.
0: I always, um, now, you know, I'm back in the office a couple of days a week, but it, ha- you know, it hasn't, I don't know if it ever will go to like full-time office work again, so we don't have Bagel Fridays anymore like mm-hmm. we, we used to. But I always like thought it was kind of, I-, I don't know, it kind of bothered me when someone would just take half a bagel. You know, mm-hmm. like from the, the top or
1: the bottom? No, I don't think so.
0: Because it it feels like some what?
1: people want only half.
0: But then there's a half left that you know someone touched, and it's like, why are you leaving your trash behind?
1: It's not trash. It's like if you are like, what would you prefer to throw it away?
0: I prefer they eat the whole thing, I guess. <laughs> but I'm saying, I I just I like. If I only wanted half a bagel, I feel like, and maybe this is me being like a germaphobe or whatever, like, I don't want the half a bagel that I know someone else who I don't know who they are already picked up and well, manhandled. Well, if you're
1: a germaphobe, you don't have communal food.
0: That's true. So, That's true.
1: I guess one way to do it is like, if you have a friend there, like, do you want half of my bagel?
0: Yeah, yeah. To kind of like yeah.
1: create a situation.
0: Unfortunately, I don't really have that kind of friendship with any of my coworkers. You
1: wouldn't share a bagel with... A single one of your
0: coworkers. <laughs> I don't think I have. I mean, I like my coworkers just fine. We talk about movies, but okay. uh, I don't know if I have hey, a food you sharing type movie?
1: of... Hey, see movie? Do you like bagels? Do you want to share one with me? I like the top. Do you like the bottom?
0: <laughs> do, you, do you have anything else or should we move on? Let's move on. Well, let's take a quick break first.
1: Okay. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.
0: All right, we are back and we are ready to talk about How I Met Your Mother, Season 3, Episode 7, Doa Now Natalie, take us away.
1: Okay, so um, we open with Ted introducing uh, the idea of uh, mistakes being made. We start with Barney, and he made a mistake um, named Meg. Um, so he right. he starts with, like, pretending to be, um, like, pro-commitment and how he wants to, like, settle down just to kind of yeah. bed this lady who, um, I guess... He likes her breasts, and is right. objectifying her. Um, and then we, okay, we're at like their the apartment, and we kind of see that Marshall and Lily are trying to kind of like have a romantic dinner, and they're kind of like, there's like a bubbling discontent about like not having their own space. Yeah, so they decide to go apartment hunting.
0: I thought it was weird because usually Ted, his whole thing is that he's the responsible one of the group, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: Like remember when Ted briefly like packed up to move in with Robin and yeah. like all of the like stuff like, in the kitchen was Ted's yeah. like, it's funny to think of Ted as being like the, the, you know, the, well, du- the, the one, Dupree and you, me and yeah, Dupree yeah. Uh, because he's normally the, he's the one staying up till one.
1: three with cigars <laughs> yeah. in the apartment. Um, but yeah, it, comes to, it, like, they're trying to have a romantic dinner, and um, there's another little scene where Lily walks in on um, Ted shaving his balls.
0: <laughs> He's grooming himself. Okay.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Okay. So, yeah, we are talking about Marshall's mistakes. He's only made three mistakes in all of his life. One, he tried to fly off the roof when he was a little kid. Um Another one, we saw the wedding when he shaves a line down the middle of his head. Yeah. And the third is um, getting into real estate.
0: This particular... Uh, this
1: particular real estate yeah. venture. Yeah. Um, And there kept being the scene where, um, like, we see it play out and then Ted will say is what he should have said or what yeah. they should have said. Yeah. And what they actually said is, like, the opposite of what they should have. Yeah. Said. Um, We get a fun little... um. Future fantasy, Marshall and Lily both have, like, alternative, like, so they want their own space to, like, start their family. Yeah. And Marshall's fantasy is having four boys and they're all playing the drums. They have, like, a a band. (laughs) Yeah. And then Lily comes in with a plate of, like, chocolate pancakes. Chocolate pancakes, yeah. And then in Lily's fantasy, they're, like, she has two daughters and they're French. And, and the names are—I um, don't remember Penelope name. and Daphne. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, they speak French, and he, br- uh, Marshall, brings like a plate of chocolate crepes.
0: Crepes au chocolat. Yeah, yeah. You—you <laughs> you took one of my funniest moments, but that's okay. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, who? Yeah, who wants crepes au chocolat? But also, they like have a mother-daughter group show at the Met. Yeah, they're—they're they're successful artists. Yes. Yeah, yeah
1: they're painting. Um, so. Then So Robin, this is like an extension of the plot line of Lily having like crazy credit card debt, like 15 credit cards all maxed out because she's a shopaholic. Yeah. So she and Robin, Robin's trying to convince her to tell Marshall before they make a huge mistake. Um, They go to a um, like. Shopaholic meeting. I don't know what the term would be. Like, yeah,
0: I mean, she shopping. says my name's Lily and I'm a shopaholic. But right. That probably is. Like and then Robin says, "Hi, hi Lily,", Lily.
1: <laughs> and then no one else says it. And she's like, "Oh, I guess that's not what we do here." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But I think for all of those like twelve step programs, it's like admitting that you have a problem and yeah, people being accepting and welcoming. But or, I don't know. I've
0: never been to. I've only seen them in movies and TV shows.
1: Oh, I've been with um, other I know. people. Um, so yeah, then, um, it all kind of comes to a head when they go to the mortgage broker and Lily's idea is that she won't even give her information. It'll just be in Marshall's name who has good credit and a good job. Um, because he took, he took the corporate job, Mm -hmm. you know, so they could do things like this. And then the mortgage broker, um, is like, I need your social security too. And there was a funny moment where she rattles it off so quickly, and he he still gets it like yeah. he's real quick with the.
0: This guy's name um, is uh, Phil Lewis. Is the actor? Uh, coincidentally, I noticed I looked him up, and, uh, and he on the I I don't know if Disney or Nickelodeon or whatever Show Sweet Life with Zach and Cody or whatever. Okay. He played a character named Mister Mosby. Oh,
1: so that's interesting. interesting. But um,
0: he's great in this scene. I.
1: Oh yeah, he's I love
0: very, it. Very uh, hopefully, you won't take another one of my funniest moments, but okay. he, he, had, he had one of my funniest moments.
1: I think you're okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so then, yeah um, the the mortgage broker is like uh, your your loan amount, your um, interest rate will be eighteen mm. percent. They're like, that can't be right, and he's like, oh yeah, look at look at Lily's debt. And so Marshall is just gobsmacked by this and lily feels bad about it they go back to the apartment and clearly have like a huge fight which we don't see but we later get a good payoff with the mosby boys which is yeah. ted's like um sleuthing and yeah. like seeing evidence of a fight and then yeah. like piecing together how it went yeah which was it, really funny to it me.
0: reminded me of as much as i hate this movie um Willem Dafoe and the Boondock Saints. Do you remember? Did you I don't s-
1: remember that scene. Okay,
0: well, after the shootout, he like walks through the space and like oh, okay. recreates everything that happened. But yeah,
1: this was. But oh. then
0: it ends with a reference to, uh, um, CSI Miami, where with Ted like uh, putting on his sunglasses and making like a one-liner. Oh, You know, because okay. like uh, uh, looks like Lily left the lid off sunglasses on oh, Okay, and Marshall I didn't know. flipped his. <laughs>
1: okay. I just assumed that was like for just like a detective.
0: It's I I was not a big CSI. I watched like regular original recipe CSI a lot, uh, but I never watched Miami that much, but it, it was a thing that like, it became a thing that like going in, like the cold open would be like David Cruz's character, like discovering a body or like looking at a crime scene and then like sliding his sunglasses back on and making some sort of like crack about the, 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 the murder and then would go into the credits. So like okay. the sunglasses thing is specifically as Miami reference. Okay.
1: Um, but yeah, and it was also a testament to how much, how well he knows his friends. Like, okay, he saw, he saw the water bottle with the label ripped off. So he knew that Lily does that when she gets nervous. And then Marshall would go into the fridge and start eating everything. Cause he's stressed out. And then Lily is um, like feeling shameful. And yeah. then they have yeah. makeup sex um, so he gets it, he gets it right for the most part.
0: Yeah. Except that he, um, refuses to listen to Robin <laughs> about what they're fighting about.
1: Well, yeah. Cause Robin knows, but yeah. it's, it's fun when Barney and Robin are also like kind of having fun with it too and kind of like enjoy this little, um, mystery, um, there's uh okay, so then they go to the answering machine, and the last number they call is like a...
0: Oh, no, he, uh, like,
1: Star starts or yeah. whatever. Yeah, and it's a yeah. divorce attorney, and they all kind of get really scared. And then um, Marshall and Lily come home and say, like, we have something to tell you guys. And they were all very nervous. Barney takes it very hard. Yeah gets very emotional, even though he's the one who's always saying, like, don't get married. Married, Marriage is the worst thing you can do. Yeah. But he's the one that's so broken up about it. Um, And what actually – so we see what actually happens with the fight, which is almost true to the – Mostly boy, Mosby boys. Yeah. <laughs> um, so she suggests getting a divorce only on paper so that they can buy a house together or Marshall can buy a house and they can live in it together and work on their problems. And Marshall, being the gem that he is, says, says like, I married you and all of your problems. We'll work through it together. I'm not going to divorce you even on paper. I love you. We'll figure it out. Um uh, and there are actually homeowners. Oh, there's a whole scene with a big, comically large champagne bottle at McLaren's. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. that's. We'll talk about that later.
0: Oh, okay. Because I was going to say everybody gets their, like, is what he should have said
1: yeah. moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Because yeah. um, it's mostly about Barney and, uh, Marks and Lily, but, like, other people get their little moments, too, as we see in that with the champagne. Oh, yeah,
1: you could talk about that.
0: Oh, because, like, um, Barney's about to open it, and then does it... I think it's is it sorry. Marshall's about to open the champagne and I think it's Barney who says like, Whoa whoa, Marshall. That, that cork, cork is, is the size of a softball yeah. and it's pointed right at I can't remember the
1: I forgot her name.
0: Mindy, I think is the waitress. The point, right. It's pointed right at Mindy's face and there's is, is what she he should he have said, said. And me just hear like pop ah!
1: Yeah. And then we see in a later scene we see her with <laughs> a big a black eye. Which yeah. is so sad. <laughs> um Oh, we missed a part when when Robin, Barney and Ted think that they're gonna get a divorce they're, like, eating ice cream and drinking beer on the kitchen floor. Yeah, yeah. Um, which, props to the props department, question mark. So they use actual Ben and Jerry's Cherry Garcia ice cream. Yeah. But then the Captain Crunch is Captain Munch. Interesting. Yeah.
0: They must have certain, They must like, have deals to certain, with, yeah,
1: which we've talked about on yeah. Friends before.
0: Yeah, they had success rice, but grail yeah. nuts.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um. So we are, we're all celebrating them being homeowners and then we find out why the name of the episode is what it is. Dosa Tripla. Dosa Tripla. It stands for Downwind of the Sewage Plant. Sewage which Treatment the, Plant. Sewage Treatment Plant, which yeah. the um, cabby tells them on their way to their new home.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, the real estate agent neglected to mention that.
1: Yeah. Because it's only, uh, it's closed on the weekends, which is when they saw. Yeah. The uh, the yeah.
0: Apartment. And when Barney, could we, we really, we didn't really talk about the whole Barney storyline of him like oh, using right, the, right. Like so using the place to... So he asked the
1: realtor, which we can talk about now. It's motherfucking Maggie Wheeler, yeah. We got a realtor, double dose of Maggie got Wheeler, a double today. dose. Um, and she was, um, used effectively. I thought in this, in this, role. I wanted
0: her to be, I wanted her to be given more to do,
1: yeah. She, she did make cookies. she has to be kind
0: of like a straight, yeah, straight, like, yeah, very straight different, name. like yeah. her
1: voice is was jarring to me, yeah, because it's, it's so we don't normal. get the Janice voice, yeah. um, but yeah, Barney says, like, can I uh, come look at this, and she gives him like the key code to come to come in, maybe she knows what he's planning it seemed on like she ready. was, yeah, yeah, so Barney takes advantage of poor Meg, and he convinces her that like this is where he lives, and this is where he wants to raise yeah. a family with her, and he says he loves her. And of course your mom can spend the night and I'll sleep on the couch. Yeah. Go take a shower and I'll I'll make you breakfast. And then he leaves. He, just, he leaves. just abandons her. It's awful. It's awful.
0: But it's also very fun. Like the whole watching Barney do that is it's so like comically outlandish that I'm not actually like I can't be sad for Meg. She's not a real person. It's too it's too ridiculous. I guess. And there's some funny stuff that Barney says which we'll get to later.
1: Okay. Um any other Oh, I have Observation. A lot of
0: thoughts. Okay. I liked um, when Marshall yells at Ted early on. He says it's like living in the real world house, and not the early one when they all like had jobs and were responsible. It's like the later ones, which is so true.
1: But the peanut butter. Do you the remember? peanut butter
0: specifically, specifically at San Francisco, right? right? Yeah. Yep. Uh, With reference. Pedro, yep. Um, yeah, uh, but that's so true. Like to watch the real world early, the early mm-hmm. real world world where it really did seem like. Kind of like an experiment. Let's yeah. take all these different people and have them yeah. live their lives in they the same jobs. house. Yep. They all had jobs. Uh, and then it just became like, let's throw a bunch of people who will create it's like drama together. Jo- yes. And they're all hot and yeah. they're all
1: just like hooking up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They don't, and they don't like, I remember the, the Hollywood season, which was like 2005 or six, or whatever. They like, had a job in the sense that MTV found them a job as a group, like mm-hmm. they, that they had to go to and be like PAs every day. Right, but it was it was all fake. Yeah. Whereas like London, which is was my favorite. Oh yeah. Um, like everyone was like pursuing their own thing, mm-hmm. you know. Um, punk
1: rock band. Punk rock
0: band. There was the woman who just worked at a hospital. There was Jacinda
1: mm-hmm.
0: Barrett Barnett. Jacinda Barrett. Barrett? Yeah, yeah. Who went on to be an actress. Yep. Um. And then there was the race car driver who was like, right. A, yay, from St. Louis. B, seemed like kind of a tool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, But it was like, uh, we were all very excited in St. Louis that that Mike was representing us. I think it was Mike, might have been Mark. Um, was it okay.
1: Liam or Neil who got his tongue bit? off? I think off? Neil is Neil. his name. Neil, yeah.
0: I think. Uh sounds right. All right, so what else? I had, uh, I can't believe we, I mean, you and I just went through the whole process of mm-hmm. like house hunting and mortgage approval and like um it's uh not fun but also like i I don't know i feel like if you're buying a place everybody gets paid from the seller Mm -hmm. so like all you have to do is like find a realtor and a mortgage broker and stuff like that and like kind of just happens you know i mean i was a bit nervous i shouldn't have been i have good credit yeah good to very good credit mm-hmm. but you have like exceptional credit so i had it's excellent um I'm i think cool. it depends on which like because there's like fico and then there's what's the other one
1: Experian,
0: something like that and one uses excellent one uses exceptional um, but it's not either way you yeah. have yeah. The top tier credit. So I wasn't like, I'm not in Lily's point of view, but I did like have a fear like, is, am I going to fuck things up because I don't yeah. have good, as good a credit as, as Natalie does? But uh, no, it went well and we bought a place. I don't know if we've really talked about that on the podcast, but we're in a home uh, townhouse that we own.
1: Yeah, we've talked about it. Yeah.
0: Um, what else? Uh, The one thing that didn't work to me about Barney's plan of abandoning Meg is that he met her at McLaren's. Yeah, he's
1: going to see her again. Exactly. She knows where to find him.
0: I feel like if Barney's going to be doing this sort of thing, he should be, like, trolling bars that he doesn't frequent.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, far, far away from where he lives.
0: Yeah. Uh, Let's see. I talked about Boondock Saints in CSI Miami. Um, So I had to look this up because Robin says that Lily has a pile of debt bigger than Mount Waddington and no one oh. knows what she means because she claims that's the highest peak in Canada. So of course I looked it up. Mount Waddington is not the highest peak in, in Canada. It's the highest peak in the British Columbian coast mountains. Even then not entirely true because Mount Fairweather and Mount Quincy Adams are both higher, but they straddle the U S border. Mount Waddington is the highest peak in this mountain range that is entirely in Canada. But the actual highest peak in Canada is Mount Logan in the Yukon.
1: Thank you for that.
0: I think the listeners would want to know. If I were listening, I would find that interesting.
1: My eyes just glazed over for a
0: second. A couple other things. They're talking about, like, because Barney's really sad. Robin says, like, if they divorce, I'm not going to hang out with you guys anymore. You guys will hang out with Marshall while hanging out with with Lily, um, which made me think of Happy Endings. Uh, which is in a, the show whose entire premise is that like two of the friends in the friend group were engaged. She married and one stood the other up at the yeah. altar and it was like uh, weird. And then like, um, it was funny when, uh, Ted was like to Robin, like you and I dated and we still hang out. It's not weird. <laughs> and then everyone's like, eh, it's kind of it weird. weird. yeah <laughs> I thought that was funny. Yeah. Uh, and then, <laughs> um, I liked, uh, i don't know if this this is maybe a segue into uh funniest moments i didn't actually think the joke itself was funny but i like barney legitimately being emotionally invested in Marshall and lily Mm -hmm. but then still using that as an excuse like while wiping tears from his eyes making like the like corniest like hackneyed old dad joke ever about like uh, Marshall married Mrs. Wright. He just didn't know her first name was Always, which is, like, not a new joke. That's a yeah. very old joke. Like and I dumb. like Barney telling that joke while being sad is was a funny moment. But I guess that gets us into funniest moments unless you have more. You
1: know what I thought was, like, really sophomoric was, um, like, Barney wanting to, like, steal Lily's bra? Like, he... He sleeps with women all the time. Like, why would he be fascinated by, like, ooh, like a sexy bra? Because they, they Barney's, find the bra in the couch.
0: But Barney's not sophisticated. Like, he still, like, he presents as sophisticated as a tool to get laid, but he is still essentially, like, a 13-year-old boy. I guess. if If, if Barney would, were the type of person who could be, like... Accustomed, so accustomed to seeing bras that he wasn't titillated by them, then he wouldn't be the kind of person Barney is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I guess it, it just seemed like, ooh. Like, yeah. that's like such a little boy thing yeah, to get Yeah, and excited. that's what he is. Okay. All right.
0: Um, do you have any funniest moments?
1: Yes. So um, the, the comically large champagne bottle is truly, like, gig- it's probably, like, yeah. I don't know, five gallons or something. Yeah, yeah. It's insanely large and so in celebration marshall wants it and asks mindy the server for it and she says um well it hasn't been refrigerated and at one point there's a fish in it and marshall says once you made the sale stop selling like he's delighted (laughs) by this idea (laughs)
0: um we also mentioned who wants crepes au chocolat yes um One of the funniest things when Barney's being a creep to Meg, pretending the place is his, he passes Maggie Wheeler's cookies off as his own. And she's like, did you make these? And he's like, guilty. My sister's taught me how to bake and how to listen.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that was funny. Um, When uh, Ted is like solving the uh, mystery, that that whole part was really funny. I liked it a lot. But um, when Robin's like in on it too, and he says, nice work, Rook.
0: Yeah, I thought you were going to talk about my next one. Uh, which is that he keeps, like, tasting things.
1: Yes, off the ground. Off the ground,
0: First he, like, tastes the ice cream cream to see how old it is. And then Robin's like, Ted, that was on the floor. And then, like, he tastes... Lily's like Kleenex like she was crying and Robin I like that it's it's especially funny that it's not a big thing it's just Robin going ooh Ted yeah (laughs) like kind of like ooh David from Schitt's Creek
1: very much so yeah and it's funny because then they all end up like eating ice cream on the floor is this freezer just full of Cherry Garcia like my parents? <laughs> <laughs> well, my parents. Now,
0: your parents like a Maricone dream, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, they like the, is that the late night one? No,
0: that, yeah, oh, no, that's the Stephen Colbert one. Okay. They like the Jimmy Fallon one? No, late night is Seth Meyers? I don't know. They like one of the late like, talk show host ones. But my
1: parents always have no less than three pints of Ben and Jerry's in <laughs> yeah. the freezer.
0: Yeah. Um, my last funniest moment, and I wish, sometimes I write something down thinking I'll remember the whole thing. Um, But I said earlier that I was that I wanted to call out how good Phil Lewis is as the mortgage broker. Mm -hmm. I can't Lily makes some joke to try and like put off like him looking up her uh, uh, her information or whatever. And he like legitimately laughs at her joke and uh, which is a terrible joke. And then he goes, "Okay, all right, back to business. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I, 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 I can't. Drive home enough how much I liked Phil Lewis in yeah. that one scene. He yeah. was really, I was really tickled by his performance. Yeah. Um, should we move on to How You Met Your Mother But Make It Fashion?
1: Yeah. Uh, Lily had some wild fashions. There was one, um, like, dress with, like, gemstone applique. It was, like, bedazzled yeah. to such an extent. Like, big, giant, comically large gemstones. Yeah, yeah. Applied on her dress.
0: Yeah. She also had, in the mortgage scene, and for the rest of the episode. The wrap belt. She, so she had this green dress that had a weird like mesh back. Yeah. But then the thing that was most, yeah, it had a wrap belt that literally looked like duct tape. It was the yeah. exact color and luminosity it was like of duct faux, tape.
1: faux leather or like latex. But,
0: it, but didn't it look like yeah. someone had just wrapped duct tape It was the color tape, of duct tape. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. Terrible. Uh, do you have more? I have more. No, go ahead. So I have one more bad one at the uh, um, shopaholics meeting. Robin is wearing more like clothes that look like they're crocheted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't like that. Um, I did love um, two things. I loved. I loved fantasy Marshall's turtleneck. Oh yeah. Um, it was actually very similar to the listeners won't know what I'm talking about, but the the sweater that I wore yesterday to dinner. If that were a turtleneck, it was like that kind of like color, okay. and and it looked very soft. And okay. Anyway, the listeners have no idea what that means. Uh, the other thing I really liked is uh, the uh, who, whoever's bathrobe it is, but Meg is wearing. She says, "I'm wearing your bathrobe to Barney because they spent mm-hmm. the night at this place." It's a very cool bathrobe. It was like kind mm-hmm. of like. Uh, vertical light blue, dark blue, and light blue stripes, and mm-hmm. it looked very like terry cloth and very mm-hmm. comfortable. It looked like a high-end bath bathrobe.
1: Yeah, but it's funny. It was like part of the apartment staging.
0: Well, no, because Megan Wheeler oh, yeah. says like someone lives there. They're just out of town.
1: But we don't believe anything she says.
0: <laughs> That's true.
1: She's not to be trusted. Yeah, you can't trust. You can't trust her.
0: Uh, wait, you can't trust her because she's a real estate agent. Or you can't trust her because she went behind Chandler's back.
1: <laughs> no, because she didn't tell, like, she sneakily didn't tell them that it was downwind of a sewage plant.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's why you have to, like, I guess this was a thing that oh. uh, that, that didn't match up with our experience. Like, Maggie Miller's playing, like, the seller's agent, mm-hmm. but a buyer would also have an agent who would, like, right. find out that shit. Right?
1: True. Yeah. Because she also says, like, oh, there's another couple who are... Really interested. And then what Marshall should have said was, I'm not going to fall for that. But what yeah. he actually says is, oh, my God, we'll take it. We need to buy it right now.
0: <laughs> we'll give you so much more we'll money. We'll give you so
1: much more money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that uh, should have been only funniest because it yeah. made me laugh.
0: Um, any running jokes, motifs, foreshadowing? Do we get any catchphrases? I can't remember. We, we didn't, didn't get, get any, any legendaries any, we didn't get or any wait of for it or suit ups.
1: Um, we got the, like, taxi cab.
0: Yeah, but it wasn't wasn't, Ranjit. It
1: wasn't Ranjit, yeah. Yeah. Um, Canada, Robin being Canadian.
0: Yeah, yeah, there wasn't much Canada bashing, but uh, I guess just no one knowing about Canada. But I was surprised to find that Mount Waddington is a real place. Didn't she talk
1: about, she talked about kilometers and they laughed about.
0: (laughs) About like, it's the high. it's however many kilometers high. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um, Do you have any uh, similarities? Uh, aside from...
0: Maggie Wheeler? Maggie Wheeler. That's a big one. Yeah. Um, the other one I wrote, Divorce. We've got oh. talk of Ma- of Marshall and Lily divorcing. Right. In, right. in Friends, you've got... Janice is going through a, a, a divorce, but also Rachel is dealing with her own parents' divorce, and that's right. one of the things she says is, like, part of the reason she wants Ross to get along with her parents so much is she already has to keep them separate. Yeah. She doesn't want him to be another, like point of contention with her relationship with her parents which is which is fair yes and i think i mean to his credit like ross is trying he's trying and it works
1: (laughs) yeah yeah eventually um i have this is a bit of a stretch but uh or a reach is just breakfast foods (laughs) so in the fantasies there's uh, (laughs) crepes and pancakes and then the full brunch bagel spread
0: um someone i saw this on twitter recently someone like screenshotted like english language wikipedia in French language Wikipedia. And do you have something? Yeah. But real quick, the English listing for crepes describes them as a thin pancake. The French listing for pancakes describes them as a thick crepe. <laughs>
1: That's very funny. That's very funny. It's a very like myopic. Yeah. Um uh even to, like, drill down the breakfast food even further, there's talk of a croissant and then yeah, crepes. That's right. That's right. And how I met your mother.
0: Um, the only other thing I have, these are obviously, there's miles between them, but characters making large purchases. Mm. I mean, obviously. A mattress. A mattress and a home are very different. Yeah. Now, we say mattress, but clearly Monica must have bought an entire book
1: bed yes because it wasn't just like she had the frame already bring in the mattress
0: or do you think they she did only buy a mattress but because of the mix-up the movers like took away her perfectly good bed frame
1: yeah none of it really made sense we have to do a lot of guesswork
0: (laughs) yeah well um i hate this but let's play favorites this is gonna be a tough one
1: okay Three, two, one, friends.
0: Friends. I mean, this sort of, like, you and I have had this conversation. I can't remember if we've had it on the podcast pad- podcast before. But um, you and I have different interpretations of, like, who's your favorite character on whatever show. Because I tend to interpret it as, like, who's the most interestingly drawn character. Mm-hmm. And you tend to interpret it as, like, who seems like they'd be the most fun to hang out with. And so... I feel like picking... It's so hard for me to pick Friends because I'm so gutted by the end of the episode. Right. But that means it's working. So that's why I right. picked Friends. Right. And this wasn't a this wasn't a layup. I think this is a very good How I Met Your Mother episode. Very strong. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah I do too. But Friends is just firing on all cylinders right now in terms of... Uh, the jokes but also the physical bits or, or the non-joke bits like Joey writing his name or Phoebe like <laughs> dancing around freaking out like yeah. there's just so much going on that that works and the jokes are, are are so sharp and the character, the actors are so dialed into their characters and that's kind of all true on How I Met Your Mother right now too like the, that the, that show is also singing right now but I just had to give the edge to friends because I think uh that gut punch at the end mm-hmm. worked for me it didn't feel manipulative yeah yeah
1: yeah um you were shocked by it yeah audibly shocked yeah um okay when you say so slight caveat so i often favorite the ones who are like most relatable that i could hang out with but it's because those are the characters that seem believable and authentic because okay. that's how who i'd want to hang out with i guess So yes, you're right.
0: But I guess what I'm saying is, if I say, trying to think of an example uh, uh, of a show where my favorite character is like a bad, like I mean, if if I say Don Draper is a great character, I don't mean that I like Don Draper as a person. I mean he's a great character. Yeah. And he's like the most interesting.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I like Ursula more than Ariel. Doesn't mean I want to hang out with her. Why can't I want (laughs) to hang out with her?
0: Um, all right, should we move on to my favorite segment to introduce? Mm-hmm. It's called How Were We Doing. This is where we look at what was happening in the world in the days these episodes aired. We've got some uh, interesting stuff today. So, Friends season three, episode seven, the one with the race car bed, aired on Thursday, November 7th, 1996. And, uh, one thing that happened, um, um, NFL player and Heisman Trophy winner Mike Rosier was shot he survived but hmm. he was he was shot um so that's uh sad but a more interesting thing that happened I've been waiting for this to happen because so so often when we get to the show like when we get to like people who are born on this day it's like people I've like who are famous to younger people but this is Lord's birthday Lord was born wow. the day this episode aired Wow so that's cool yeah yeah um
1: it also ages us. <laughs> So yeah, much.
0: Yeah, that happens. Uh, and then let's talk about... Oh, wow. What a coincidence. Again, listeners won't know. But you're going to be uh, uh, very surprised by what the number five song in the U.S. was on this day. Can you guess? Do you remember? What song were we talking about this morning?
1: Um, oh, That Boy Is Mine?
0: Uh, no. Similar era. Unbreak My Heart by Tony Braxton. Unbra-
1: yeah, I was singing it loudly. Because
0: I was listening... To Mariah Carey's yes. "My All," yes, which is a very similar sounding song, yes. and you started just singing yes. Don't "Break My Heart,"
1: yes, and, and you're then... like, you're right to do that because they use <laughs> a similar,
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's at number five, following all the way to number four from its long reign at number one. Los Del Rio's "Macarena," Bayside Boys mix "Macarena," not "Macarena," "Macarena." It's like when I say "Encanto" instead of "Encanto." Yeah, yeah. Um, can't and number three, Donna Lewis's I Love You, Always Forever. And number two, Celine Dion's It's All Coming Back to Me Now. And at number one, moving up to number one, Blackstreet's No Diggity. I like the way you want again. Mm. No diggity. Mm-hmm. Um again, I say it every week that song comes on. I did not like it at the time. I was wrong. Yeah. It's a good song. Great song. Uh season three, episode seven of How I Met Your Mother, a Tripla. Aired on Monday, November fifth, two thousand seven. Something that happened on that day, I had, I had something interesting. Um, the Writers Guild of America asks twelve thousand of its members to join a Hollywood screeners screenwriter strike over a dispute over residuals. Um, I mean, this is—it's been long enough. This is history now, but this was a huge deal. This, mm-hmm. this, this writer strike mm-hmm. it, that had an effect on a lot of the tv shows we watch you, you know um yeah, yeah. the um uh, you and i recently for the first time watched uh veronica mars which that's a great example of what i was talking about our different favorite characters. Mm. Cause you said your favorite character in Veronica Mars was like Wallace, who is like kind mm. of a boring character. Whereas I think Logan's my favorite character, but it doesn't mean I sign off on everything Logan does.
1: Well, no, um, I, Logan is just so embarrassing and I didn't even think he was a good, I mean, he eventually becomes, yeah. I just, everything he did and said, I know what the writers were trying to do with him, but yeah. I, it, it didn't work for me.
0: But um, the season three, which was the final season for a long time of Veronica Mars, was uh, uh, it ends kind of, it wraps things up very abruptly because they had to because of the writer's strike. Another famous example is season one of Breaking Bad is only seven episodes long because of the writer's strike. And it's also the reason Jesse survived. Jesse Pinkman was supposed to die by the end of the first season. That was the plan. Mm -hmm. And then they kept around, and then during the downtime, they rethought it and they were like, we like this. Uh, this character, we like this this actor, and and he ended up becoming you know such a huge part of the show. But uh, um, but also, I like uh, my career path, the essentially the career path that I am now on, having because of the writer strike, because I was working in closed captioning, and um, the writer strike was two thousand seven. There was kind of a delay in that thing. It wasn't until two thousand eight that work just dried up. And I was a freelance code caption. I didn't have like a full-time contract. So I was like there was no work for me. Right. So I took a temp job at the company where I now work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, because of the writer strike. Yeah. Uh, and it worked out for me because I love my job now. Um so that's a big thing that happened on that day. Top 5 songs in the US on on November fifth,
1: 2007.
0: Gonna know a single one. Um yeah, but we do have some changes, um, not much. Uh, Colby Kelly's Bubbly is at number five. We still don't know who that is, but a lot of younger people do. Uh, Alicia Keys' No One is at mm-hmm. number four. At number three, falling from number one, Soldier Boy Tellem's Crank That Soldier Boy. Okay. Moving up to number two, Timbaland's Apologize. And then at number one, Chris Brown's Kiss Kiss. Yeesh. Not a song I know. Don't like Chris Brown. No. We don't like him. Yeah, you know how there's, like, with certain people, like, with, with like, Me Too type of stuff, or, you know, someone like Aziz Ansari gets, like, Me Tooed, And there'll be a chorus of people saying, like, I never thought he was funny anyway. And it's, like, that's not the point. Mm-hmm. Like, someone can be funny. And still. And still be a, a creep. Yeah. With Chris Brown, I don't get it. Like.
1: Yeah.
0: I never liked, I, I've never liked any of his music. He's yeah. He's, like, a. Wannabe Michael Jackson. Yeah. I, I've never found his music particularly interesting. So, I like, it's particularly baffling to me that people, like, stick by and continue yeah. to work with, with Chris Brown. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to get into comparing whether what he did is, you know, we can't, like, say one, one offender is worse than the other. That's not right. the way you want to think about these sort of things. But, um, all right. Uh, so that's that. Let's move on to the final segment. It's called... Challenge accepted. This is where we uh, try to predict what's going to happen next week on our shows um, based only on the episode titles. Now, let's look at how we did last oh week. Oh, my
1: gosh. I um, did not do well.
0: Well, let's... Neither did I. Uh, <laughs> it was way off. I, I guessed Ma and Pa Geller gift Ross his old childhood race car bed for Ben. Ross endeavors to keep it for himself.
1: Yeah. Okay. You were way off.
0: Yeah. Um... And you once again said, Barney and Ted are macking on some ladies who call them out on their bullshit. This is two weeks in a row you said that.
1: I'm going to get it right one of these days. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, although I did like, because you and I were talking about how that would be an interesting premise to like see how Ted thinks he's better than Barney, but like single Ted is kind of not better than Barney. Right. And it was interesting how they kind of commented on that. At the, at the beginning of this week's episode where Barney and Ted are being juvenile about like Barney's like conquests like yeah. breasts or whatever yeah. um, and then Marcel and Lily are trying to like have a nice dinner at the table yeah uh, okay so we're both wrong we'll to, uh, let's see if we can do better next week but first I'm gonna I might need you to vamp a little bit
1: oh okay um brioche hot dog buns organic Grass-fed, okay. uncured beef hot dogs.
0: Okay, season three.
1: Hicama uh, wraps. <laughs> I had to get one last yeah. time.
0: Season three, episode eight of Friends is called The One with the Giant Poking Device. Okay. The One with the Giant Poking Device. What would it be for? Poking, obviously. Um, I'm going to say... Okay. It can't be... Joe, somebody's going to injure themselves. Okay. I'm going to say... I'm going to say Phoebe... Uh... Phoebe's got a bum wheel and gets a grabber thingy. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grabber thingy, um, which the other members of the gang use for purposes... Not intended by the manufacturer. So that's the thing. She's like, she like is wheelchair bound. I'm going to say Phoebe ends up in a wheelchair. She can't stand up. So she's got like a grabber thing. A claw. A claw thing. uh, And the other friends use it to poke each other.
1: (laughs) Okay, that's fun.
0: That's probably not what happens. How I Met Your Mother. Season three. Episode 8 is called Spoiler Alert.
1: That's what it's called.
0: Yep. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
1: I thought you actually had one. Yeah, had yeah, one for no. Me. I fell for it. Yeah. Um Spoiler Alert. Um I've appreciated this season hasn't been a lot of like Ted Ted romantic conquests. Okay. Um but we're gonna get more information about uh who he marries. We're gonna get some clues
0: okay, again, you casting a wide net
1: okay, um,
0: okay, but I see what you're saying, like spoiler alert, it's like going ahead. Yeah. okay, no, I think I, I we're gonna get
1: it. some detailed hints
0: get some more juicy details about the mother future uh mother of teds i don't know what should i say offspring uh,
1: offspring uh, kin kin yeah
0: i'm going to say offspring
1: yeah
0: um his his issue um, <laughs> that's all that they always say about like, like kings and queens old-timey. like yeah yeah, yeah. All right, well, uh, I think we did it. I'm still ahead on the uh, episode guessing challenges two to one this season. Uh Um, So we'll see.
1: Judging by your response to my uh, prediction, it's not looking good for. Well, Uh, well, I I, I
0: think, yeah, I guess I thought the way you started talking, I thought you were going somewhere else that seemed like, oh, maybe she does have, maybe she is going to get a good guess, but. I think he went away. That I honestly, you're this is so broad that you absolutely couldn't get <laughs> it.
1: got too cold at the end,
0: uh, but you could still get a point off of this. Okay, um, so you can find this podcast wherever you find podcasts, wherever you found it. You can also find uh posts for each episode at battleship com. That's uh my other podcast. Check out my movie podcast, my movie reviews, and all the other stuff at battleship com. You can, um, Follow me on Twitter at Davy Pretension, but more, more importantly, you can email the both of us at the one where I met your mother at gmail.com. Now um, uh, Natalie, where where do you want people to find you on the
1: internet? Uh, I don't. However, um, if you like this episode, you should rate it even if you don't like it, you should rate it. Let us know. It helps people find us. Yeah. You should um, tell your friends. Tell your mothers. Email us. Tweet us. Do what you got to do. Um, if you have a message for us, we will read it. We will. If you give us a rating, we'll read it on the podcast.
0: We'll read the review on the podcast. Yeah. You mean, yeah, if not just a rating, yeah. but an actual review or, we will read on the podcast, yes. you know.
1: This is a long episode. Uh,
0: unless it's, you know, too bad or, like, nope, we'll mean read or, it. you know, <laughs> racist or whatever.
1: Yeah, that's true. Um, also um if you find lemmy on an old talk show (laughs) lemmy from motorhead on an old talk show remember that was my call to action last week That's right
0: i forgot about that
1: um i don't know if anyone has responded or found out
0: yeah what was our call to action this week oh it was about baby elephant walk
1: it was about yeah but you uh,
0: yeah i ruined it so what's uh i don't know what's the tallest mountain in your home country
1: (laughs) yeah that's fun (laughs) Um, Oh, are you a good tipper? What's your, uh, any any tipping stories? Tip philosophies, tip
0: strategies, yeah. Or
1: if you're like a serving, if you have experience as a server, let us know your worst tip or your best tip. Notable tips. Notable tip stories. Um, Okay, until next time, see you at the Mattress Kingdom. (laughs)